Hey friends, welcome to the very first episode of Let's Get Coffee. In this episode, I interview Stacy Murphy, who is the campus minister at Austin PBCM, and we're talking about the topic of the why of missions. So let's get started. Hey friends, so I'm here with our campus minister, Stacy, today, and we are going to be talking about um, the why of missions and why we do missions um, as our very first podcast episode that we are super excited for you guys. So today, Stacy and I are just going to be walking through um, what the Bible says about missions and how we can live missionally wherever we are. So Stacy, can you kind of give us a rundown of like what the Bible talks about missions wise and how we are to live that out um, as disciples of Christ? Yeah, well, thanks, girl, for letting me talk about one of my favorite topics. So um, I love encouraging students to do missions. I love um, just the missions culture at our BCM and just the stories that so many students have. And so obviously, when we talk about missions, um, you know, the mandate that we have to, to go and make disciples, obviously, we think about the Great um, Commission um, and also, too, like we think about Acts 1-8, you know, just to go, um, you know, start from home, go from there, go to the ends of the earth and serve. And I always think about that when I think about um, the why of missions, because it really encompasses everything that we do um, locally, globally. Um, and something that I love to talk about when we think about Acts 1-8, you know, to, um, to start from home, go to the ends of the earth. One thing that's so important to remember is that, um, you know, Jesus wasn't just commanding us to go to different locations, but he was really commanding us to go um, to different cultures, to go to challenging places. Um, so I love sometimes when we interpret that of, okay, start from home, maybe do missions locally at home, and then, and then kind of maybe go to a different state or go to a different country. Um, but really the command that Jesus is giving is to, um, hey, who are the people around you? Who needs to hear the gospel? Um, wh what are those challenging places that we may not want to go that maybe we ask the Lord to not to not send us, but where are those places? Um, and to figure out how um, we can go and how we can serve there. And so I know sometimes it can be really easy um, as believers to say, hey, there are so many needs um, here at home. Um, why do I need to go to another country to serve? But you know, when Jesus calls us to go and make disciples, that make disciples part is a daily command, but we, it's really hard to read scripture and to not understand that, um, that we do need to go in a literal sense to go, um, to plant our feet somewhere else, you know, for the sake of the gospel and to actually go and serve. Um, one of my favorite kind of missional books to give away. I think you have this one, girl, is the um, Live Life on Purpose book by Claude Hickman. He was the director of the Traveling Team, which is a missions organization, so which is a great organization just to follow online and so many great resources. And they came to the BCM a couple of years ago too, but um, in his book, he quotes a couple of reasons that are like, hey, this is why the gospel is important. This is why we carry it, not just to our neighbors, um, but to the end of the world. And one of those is that, um, that just the simple fact that the harvest is still plentiful and that there's still so many opportunities um, to serve. And, you know, when we, um, on Thursdays, when we post 
the unreached people group is just a reminder um, to pray for people around the world who have little or no access to the gospel. And so the harvest is literally still so plentiful. The call um, to go still the same. And um, another reason that he points out in his book is just that we're called to go because of the destiny of the loss. That um, that heaven is a real place, but hell is a real place too. And that we're called to stand in the gap for those who haven't had the chance to hear the gospel um, like we have. And we, um, we, we carry that with us um, to share with others. So um, I, I love that, um, that God calls us to go. And I love that he doesn't leave that to, for us to wonder if we should or not. That is clearly, um, clearly stated for us in scripture. That's awesome. So earlier you talked about, um, really pre like really briefly about prayer how do you think that prayer plays into missions whether it starts at home or whether it's just around the united states or internationally yeah i think um you know i mentioned like just praying for the unreached i, I love um on thursdays when we get to do that together um i just would encourage you guys if if you still don't have the the um, Joshua Project app on your app on your phone, to have that so you can pray daily for unreached people groups. And um, one of the one of the reasons that I think that prayer is so awesome in in missions is um, just a reminder that um, yes, that going and doing missions is part of our calling, but prayer really is an essential work of that too. Um, interceding for people who don't um, know the gospel, who don't have access for the gospel. And I feel like I'm reminded of this every time that we um, pray either together or separately on Thursday for um, our unreached of the day that we have the chance to, um, to go before God, to intercede for a group of people that we may never meet, that we may never step off the plane um, in their country or um, or in their nation, but that missional aspect of interceding for them, of asking the Lord to to raise up laborers um, in their in their group of people is such a privilege to do um, that we should not forget. I think that's super awesome, and I think that prayer, you know, is a foundation and a basis um, of missions. And so kind of with that being said, how can we as college students pray for the mission on our campus coming up this fall? Yeah, one of the ways is just realizing that, um, you know, even though we're kind of living in different times um, that none of us have really experienced before, just realizing that our mission has not changed. You know, I, I've heard a, um, a couple of messages and through my church and others during this time that, you know, the gospel is not quarantined. The Great Commission is not quarantined. And so as we think about um, the fall semester, just remembering that our mission on campus has not changed. Um, that, you know, as we, you know, we often say that Austin P is our mission field, our strategic mission field that God has called us to, that we're to serve every corner of campus and just realizing that, there are going to be some things that look differently, um, but that mission has not changed. Um, the people that God has called us um, to serve and share the gospel with has not changed. And, um, you know, you mentioned, I'm so glad that you mentioned prayer because I, one of the reasons that I, I just love ministering to college students, and you have heard me say this before, is just the ways throughout 
um, throughout history that God has used college students um, in revivals um, in our country's history and great awakenings in our country's history. And so I, I have just been praying over these last few weeks and months that this time that we're experiencing and the semester coming up will give us more gospel opportunities than what we have ever um, considered before. Um, whether that comes in the form of us realizing that we need to be more intentional. Um, maybe that can come in the form of just um, other students maybe just being more open to spiritual conversation. So I'm excited about the fall, um, even though it might look different and just, but again, just realizing that our mission has, has not changed at all. Yeah, that's super awesome. And I know I, and I'm sure almost every other student is so excited to be back in the fall. Um, so talking in talking about missions, there's a lot of things um, that can kind of in a sense hinder us from doing missions, whether it be parents or not feeling qualified or just a whole host of different things. Um, can you speak to us a little bit about that? Um, we're going to dive into some deeper topics over um, like parents and stuff like that. Um, but what are some things that you would have to say like to a student who is kind of on the fence of whether I want to do missions um, but also need to do these other things and things like that. Yeah, that is such a great question and something that's so good to, to consider um, and something that so many students here at our BCM have dealt with. So one thing I'd always say is like, hey, like find others too who have just, um, you know, realized that, hey, if God is calling you, there's nothing um, no excuses that you need to make, nothing that you need to let um, hinder you. Um, you know, something that is so important that um, I like to talk with students about is just realizing that sometimes the biggest hindrance can just be our own selves. Um, like, like you said, sometimes we can just feel like that, um, that maybe we're not equipped enough or maybe we need more time, but just realizing um, that, you know, if God has called you, that he is preparing the way. If he is leading you into something that he already has all the details figured out um, for you, whether that be um, finances or, um, you know, even just guiding you into like a specific location for summer missions or a mission trip or whatever, just whatever that looks like. Um, also too, like something that I hear students say lot is like hey I'm not sure if God is like calling me to go on this mission trip and like I just I kind of go back to just that why of missions that we're talking about and just realizing that um that God has already commanded us to go. So the question of should I go really isn't a question at all. Like we have the answer to that. Really the questions are more of where, you know, when and how much time is God leading me to give? And um, I feel like sometimes we can get so caught up in, oh, is God calling me to go on this mission trip? And just realizing that he's already asking us to, he's already giving us that permission, that command. Um, and so sometimes I feel like that our, we let ourselves be the own hindrance um, to that as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, so kind of moving into like the next little topic. Um, so kind of our theme for this summer is here and now, um, and just in the regards of missions of you can serve here now and anywhere that you are um, for Christ um, and to make disciples for Christ. So how can we as college students make the most of our summer here and now? Yeah, I love that. And I love that phrase, like here and now. Um, I think especially just because right now, sometimes we um, 
feel like that we might be boxed in and limited in how we can serve. But we, again, like just to say again, like, you know, God's mission has not changed. It has not been quarantined, even though we feel like our lives have been turned upside down a little bit. Um, I heard um, J.D. Greer give a message recently to some college students via like a Zoom conference. And he said, when you accepted the call to follow Jesus, you accepted the call to to go and to make disciples, just reiterating that the call to go and make disciples is a part of our, our daily life. And we don't have to be in a different country to make disciples. Um, you know, that, that happens out of an overflow of our daily lives. And so I just encourage, um, just our students right now who feel like that, you know, they're at home, that maybe they're limited, that that has not changed, that our mandate to make disciples, that's not determined by location. Um, we don't just make disciples because we um, are a summer missionary and get on a plane and end up somewhere else and make disciples in another, you know, state or cultural um, context. And um, something that I have just been thinking about as well, just this summer, it's just how awesome it is to just remember um, that even though maybe um, a lot of trips have gotten changed, um, we're not sure maybe when, um, you know, mission trips in the traditional sense might um, return and be readily available, just the importance of still just using this time to prepare and just prepare spiritually, just prepare um, prayerfully. And I think it was the pioneer missionary Hudson Taylor um, you know, he longed to go and serve in um, mainland China for years and years. Um, and he even started learning Chinese like seven years before um, God made the way for him to physically go to China. And so I just think about that a lot and just things that we can do now um, to prepare ourselves so that when we do have those opportunities, we don't have to, to stop and backtrack, but we're ready to go. We're ready to like take hold of the opportunities in front of us. Yeah. Um, with that being said, do you have like any specific resources that um, we might find helpful or just anything like that? Yeah, that's a really good question. So one of, um, one of the books that a lot of us have just, um, read lately is the Something Needs to Change book by David Platt. I just recommend that to you guys as just a good summer reading book because it really is a story about him um, kind of uh, going on a trek through um, just very remote unreached people groups and I'm just recommending that so much right now just because um, even though we can't physically go those stories make you feel like that you are kind of right there and those stories also like you literally finish that book like okay I'm, I'm ready to go whatever opportunity God places in front of me I'm going to just say yes to it because I realize the needs of the world are, are so great like literally uh, stories of, of of, um, you know, remote places in the world where the name of Jesus doesn't mean anything like, um, and so I definitely recommend that um, to you guys. It's a great book just to read on your own. And it has kind of like some questions, um, has kind of some questions at the end of each chapter that's just good to, to, um, to think through. So that's a book that I'm recommended a lot to just, um, right now to people who um, just um, feel so called to, to missions. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a key word that you said stuck out to me, and that word was yes. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure most of everyone that's going to be listening um, knows about your famous phrase, but can you just go into a little bit more detail um, about 
where that came about and kind of how it's become the phrase of RBCM. Yeah, so just the put your yeses on the table, my yeses on the table. Um, I just love how um, just so many of us have taken like hold of that and um really just just live that out and you know that that song that you guys wrote um i, I just love that so much and I, I i love that because you didn't just write that song and you sing that but you guys lived that out and um wrote that for other students who are living that out in your life but i i'll just be honest i don't i don't really remember where i heard that phrase but it was literally years ago and i had this habit where every time i get a new journal there are certain quotes that are so impactful to my life and so I love getting a new journal but I hate it at the same time because you kind of had to put away the old one and start a new one so I have a few quotes that every time I get a new journal I just write that quote and then it's out of my new journal so put your yeses on the table and my yeses on the table is one that I just write and that basically what that means is that we just already now just make that commitment whatever wherever God leads, whatever he says to do, like we just decide that in our hearts and in our minds that we're going to do that. And so when, when he asks for when opportunities are presented, we don't have to kind of take a time out, kind of like we were saying earlier, we don't have to take a time out to prepare or, um, you know, um, spend some time thinking about, is this something we're going to do? We just know this is what God has called us to do. We've already given him our yes. Um, and I'll, and kind of the image of putting that on the table just means that, hey, it's, it's there. We're not taking that back and, you know, deciding again if we're going to put it on the table. It's, it's there. And it's, it's his yes, really, that's on the table. Yeah, that's super awesome. Um, I know we've written, like you said, written songs about that and just kind of chosen to live that out. Um, and I think that's just a super awesome thing that we do. And I love that it's kind of been the anthem of our BCM because it doesn't just encompass international missions. It encompasses missions even on our campus um, as we go about our day-to-day -day life um, and everything like that. Um, so next, I kind of want to transition into some super fun topics and funny stories and stuff like that. So can you kind of give us a background about like your innocence missions experience so kind of like when you first started and like all the all the good things yeah so one of the reasons that i'm so passionate about students serving in missions is because how it impacted my life i went on my first um, international mission trip to costa rica my the spring break of my freshman year of college and that just really began just um, God opening a lot of doors in my life and just kind of continuously placing mission trip opportunities um, in front of me. Um, I served a summer in Thailand and probably one of the most um, instrumental experiences that God used in my life was um, a period of a few months that I served in Thailand again um, after I graduated college. And um, I feel like that's really a time that God began to uh, begin to show me how important ministering to young adults and college students was. I, I was still a young adult and college student at the time, but just how important that was and how important that was for um, for the kingdom. And he really used that time in my life to kind of open up more doors to begin working with college students here, um, here at home. So I'm really passionate about it because I know like I, my life is forever changed um, because of missions um, as a student. And I know at RBCM, 
BCMs across Tennessee, there are so many students who just, who share that too, that, hey, my life has changed because I went and had this experience and my, my story is very, very similar to that. And I'm so thankful for those opportunities. Okay, so can you tell us like either like a funny story or just something kind of fun that kind of just highlights um, just kind of in a sense, the, all of missions is fun, but there's some parts that are just really funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I know it's really hard sometimes just to, just to pick one. And like, I, I'm so thankful. I've had people like, um, just kind of throughout the years to say, Hey, how many mission trips have you been on and how many have you led? And like, I, I don't even know what that number is. I mean, I know that I have led probably, uh, you know, 80 or 90 mission trips just with college students. And man, I'm just so thankful for that. Sometimes I don't really think about that until somebody asks me. And so there's always funny stories. I feel like a lot of funny stories center around like, you know, weird food that served to you and you're not sure what it is. But I was thinking about a funny moment uh, when you asked me that question. I was thinking about a funny moment um, back to when I was a college student in an international mission trip that I went on to Brazil. And it was such an incredible um, experience. We were working with the church and we were kind of leading some revival services with the church, like working in the community and kind of reaching out and doing some evangelism. And um, I had the chance um, one time to share in a women's Bible study. And, you know, when you don't speak the language, you're kind of relying on an interpreter. And sometimes those can lead to really funny experiences too, language barrier and just saying the wrong thing. And, and I, I was speaking, just sharing with these ladies and I, I just kind of used the phrase, I'm so thankful. Um, you know, you're, you're so hospitable. Thank you for your hospitality. And I was working with an interpreter who actually translated my word hospitality to hostility. And I remember like the attitude in the room like really changed. Um, I wasn't quite sure what was going on, but again, I don't speak Portuguese and you know, it's just an innocent mistake. And I remember throughout the day, like I kept getting like extra gifts and extra, you know, hugs and you know, they're very just warm, you know, people and kisses on the cheeks. And finally we kind of made this connection. They were just trying to make up for that hostility that they thought that I had experienced. So um, we were able to, you know, to clarify that. So I just love all the funny, you know, it's it's awesome to get to go and um share the gospel and it's just it is so fun how you connect um you know one of just the added bonuses of missions is connecting with people and um, you know I have so many just connections with students throughout the years of just um awesome opportunities we've had together um outside of just you know not following the call on our lives to go and serve we would have never you know, been able to create any experience like that together. Thanks for that story. That is a really great story. I've, that's one I've never heard. That is so funny. Yeah, I try to think of a new one. I know I tell a lot of stories all the time. So. <laughs> okay, so um, as we begin to wrap things up, what is some encouragement that you would have for some students who are maybe just really discouraged and that aren't necessarily sure how to share the gospel wherever they are, whether it be at work in a grocery store and a daycare or anything or something like that um where there may not be other college students maybe it's older adults and just um interacting with people maybe who don't have the same mindset um yeah no that is so great especially i think right now and 
um, just um, again to not um, give in to the fear that you think your opportunities to serve are limited. Um, again, just that phrase that you're using um, here and now that God can use you right where you are. Um, I always, um, you know, when I think about ministering right where we are in the here and now, um, I think about the power of presence and how important that is in sharing the gospel that we um, are so in tune to conversations with people, um, to being intentional with people that we don't let those distractions of, of our phone or even getting back into a busyness of schedule um, distract us. And so just that power of presence, just asking God to bring opportunities um, into your life and just look for him working in unexpected ways. Mm -hmm. um, I was thinking, um, you know, uh, before coming on here with you, I was just thinking about just so many opportunities that God has given me um, in missions. And just, I don't really ever stop to to think about that, um, but I am so grateful for those opportunities. And when I was serving in Thailand, one time it was really close to um, Christmas, and um, we had asked uh, some classes where we were teaching English. We had asked the um, the teachers if we could just share with them about Christmas. And of course, they were so excited, um, cultural exchange kind of thing. And we had shared with um, the teachers that we wanted to share with our class um, just a reading from the Bible, from God's word about when we, when we celebrate Christmas. And, um, and so they said, sure, like no problem. So we told them we kind of make an English lesson about it. And so we were doing that, but we were, we were teaching to a group of students whose um, English level was pretty low. And I'll never forget this moment, girl. I remember, you know, trying to teach from the gospel of Luke, read the Christmas story, hoping that somehow we could share the gospel through this. Mm -hmm. And this Thai teacher comes from the back of the room and, and takes the Thai Bible out of my hand and just says, hey, I... I'm just going to read this in their language because I'm not sure they're understanding any of this in English. Mm -hmm. And I just remember that feeling of, um, oh my goodness, like who am I that I get the privilege to be in this room with these students who are getting to hear the gospel for the first time in their own language. And um, I just, I'm so thankful for, for opportunities like that where we were talking about earlier that sometimes you don't feel equipped and sometimes we don't even feel equipped to serve right where God has us. And so that's why I say like really practice the power of being present where you are, like asking God to bring those unexpected opportunities um, to you to not just feel like that you're um, in a time of like transition or waiting, but knowing that so much serving can take place um, in the waiting. I feel like we're all learning that um, right now, that the waiting is not a place of just waiting and, um, you know, just unproductive time, but it is a time of serving and preparing and to not just be so focused on what's coming up next, but, but just being focused on where God has you right now. That's awesome. Um, so I kind of want to end each of these um, little podcast episodes with just ways that we can pray um, for you and just ways that we can specifically um, be praying for this upcoming semester in the fall. Yeah, so a couple of ways. Definitely just um, pray for us, for um, um, you and all the students on our leadership team who um, are preparing for, um, for what's ahead for the fall semester and just praying that we can be um, creative, that we won't give in to the temptation to do, um, to do things the same, that God has given us this season, um, has really shaken things up. And I believe that that can be so 
beneficial um, for the gospel. And um, one way that we can really be praying for our campus right now, girl, is just um, in just a couple of weeks, a lot of the staff are going to be transitioning back. And so campus is going to have people on it again. And um, I know that there are so many of our campus administration who are making um, decisions as to what the fall is going to look like. What's it going to look like to, um, you know, walk into the food court and get food on campus? What's it going to look like, you know, in the dorms? And so, um, you know, one of the ways and we're talking about prayer and, and our, our, our mission field of Austin P one of the ways that we can serve it right now is to pray for those, um, who are making, um, decisions and, um, and to just continue to be in prayer as we make preparations for the fall. Um, we've been able to connect with a lot of incoming students. And so, um, you know, this has been an unusual time for high school seniors too. And so, um, just praying for them, um, as they make that transition with maybe not feeling like they've had closure from the last, you know, from high school in their life. And, and now they're going to be in college. And so just a lot of ways that we can, we can be praying for our campus right now. Okay. That's awesome. Thanks so much for joining me today, Stacey. This has been great. Um, really enjoyed getting to talk missions with you. Um, is there anything that you would like to add or anything else that you would like to say? Um, just whether it be about the why of missions or just anything like that. Yeah, well, thanks, girl. This has been so fun. Thanks for letting me talk about my favorite topic because we could definitely like um, go on and on. And I, I think just, you know, something we say a lot is not, again, just not questioning um, if God is asking you to go, but the questions are, when and and how and and for how long just more of those logistical questions and you know something that i feel like has been a little bit of a topic ever since some of us went to um, the cross conference last year it's just kind of that topic of considering your life leverage your life you know sometimes when we think about missions some sometimes and for rightfully so just the you know, traditional missions comes up, you know, being called to be a missionary, living somewhere else, but just realizing that um, considering your life, leveraging your life also basically just means that we're going to live strategically for the mission of God, wherever we are. So maybe that means that we're going to be a journeyman and go serve with the IMB. Maybe that means you're going to be um, a summer missionary. Maybe that means you're going to go to seminary and get more training but maybe that means when you graduate college you're going to pray through what are areas right here in our own country or in our world where the gospel is not as known or as readily available as it is right here and how can you consider your whole life leverage your life for the gospel leverage your career and serve in that way um, so I just, yeah, just challenge us all to, to think in that way. And just to know that we're all on mission, uh, whatever your title is, whatever your major is, um, we're all on mission. Awesome. Thanks for joining me, Stace. And thanks for joining me guys. And we will see you on the next episode of let's get coffee. Hey friends, thank you so much for joining us on our very first episode of Let's Get Coffee. We're super excited for all of the different topics that we're going to explore this summer. And if you ever have a topic that you want us to explore, send us a message and we'll gladly talk about it and cover it. Some of the upcoming topics that we have are parents and missions. And then we're going to explore and meet some missionaries from around the globe and how they're living their lives missionally and how you can live your life missionally here and now. We'll see you next time on Let's Get Coffee.